Hello and welcome to episode 93 of the AG Podcast. I'm your host today, the Ash Cohen 09, and joining me as always on today's episode is Jaminator. Good evening, mate. Go away. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Good evening. Better evening than it was yesterday. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We'll come on to that shortly, as you've just alluded to. Um, also joining us on today's podcast is Hilly. Good evening, Hilly. Evening, guys. Thanks for having me back. Yep, no, good to uh, good to have you back on, so uh, thank you for doing that. And also joining us on today's episode is Andy Brill. Good evening, Andy. Evening all, thank you for having me back again. Um, yeah, no, it's always a pleasure, so uh, thank you. Um, so to run down the agenda for today, we're going to start with Division 1. It's uh, There's not too much that's happened in Division 1 this week, but um, we're going to start with that anyway. We're then going to talk about the F1, obviously. New season started on Monday night. Uh, we've got representation on both Division 1 and Division 2, so we'll talk uh, a little bit about how the race went. We'll then talk Division 2. Uh, we'll then hear from Bertie and the latest of the uh, the AG Clubhouse. Uh, we're then going to have a little look at Division 3. And then to end the podcast, we're going to talk about uh, a topic in the forum that was uh, brought up last week uh, on the discussion of pace tax. So we'll be giving our thoughts and having a chat around that at the end. So, Division 1. Um, let's start with Division 1. And, um, well, let's let's go straight to the room, shall we? Um Podcast Derby this oh. week. Um, both myself and Jam played last night. Um, normally, always a good game. Um, it all went a bit tits up for you, didn't it, last night, Jam? <laughs> it did, mate. It did. And you know, there's no point skirting around it. You beat me quite handsomely. Um, <clears throat> it was it was just a very very off night for me. One, you know, there's no other way to say it. Um, both games were a two to one ratio. Let's just say that. Um, Sorry, a five to one ratio, I should say. I mean, again, you sort of beat me what eleven, <laughs> eleven two, and five one. Um, you know, so the, it was. The yeah, thing is, it is was, that, it was poor. The thing is, as well, is that that was actually the first win that I'd had Ooh, on FIFA. Hello. In about, hello. Hello. Someone got. Hi, sorry, I'm, I'm back. Oh, bloody hell, Andy. Um, right. <laughs> you never left, Andy. Carry on. <laughs> um, no, actually. The, the results last night were actually the first wins I'd had in probably about a week and a half. Um, mm. I hadn't had a very good set of results in the CC. Um, I got done quite nicely by Mifa Fika in the games prior. Um, so it was the first games that I had played in a week and, uh, and won. I mean, uh, even though I won, it, it, you know, you, you sort of said in your thread about the gameplay needing an update and, you know, it being slower. I, I 100% agree with that settlement. Um, you know, and I, I, I mean, we were talking last night in the party and I said about how, um, you know, the game felt really, really slow. And I didn't know if it was a connection issue, but then quite a few people had um, said in the site that they were, you know, having the same problem. Um, yeah. It almost yeah, feels a little too slow, a bit, un- a bit unrealistic. Yeah, it, it's something me and Joe mentioned before F1 the other night. We both put, picked up on it. And then again, everyone else started rippling through saying, yeah, yeah, I'm, I feel the same, I feel the same. And again, I don't know what they've done to it, whether it's the new patches they brought out, whether it's the new uh, release for the World Cup, etc. But whatever they've done, they've, they've, they've massively, massively slowed down the gameplay. Ultimate Team, if you play that, that plays exactly the same plays smooth as anything as you'd imagine because obviously it's fifa and it's it's what they make the money off um 
getting back to the game itself um again i think you know the first game was 5-1 i think on xg it was it should have been a 4-4 draw or something i think yes yes um you know so i mean that just and and for anybody who says about xg not being a good exponent of how how things work i think it is a good you know it just means that you're not taking your chances potentially um i think it is a good indicator of how the game went and in that first game i think we were both in it mm, i think if, if i remember rightly i think i should have been I think I was 1-0 up, and then I should have been 2-3 up by the time you then got your first, and then the floodgates just opened, and mm. there we go. Um, the second game, again, I, the thing I was saying, I, I just get too emotionally invested. I was raging. I was seething. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and by that point, I think that was when you know the red mist descended, and I just yeah couldn't do anything. So, uh, no, congratulations to you. Good good uh, six points. Um, puts me in a bit of a, a tricky position. Um, but at the same time, I, I think, unfortunately, I think I'll still have enough to stay up. Um, at this point, I'd rather be in Division 2 because I might win a couple of games. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been a tough one. The, the, the frustrating thing for me, Ash, and again, Healy and Brilly can come in on this as well. Um, the frustrating thing for me is, like somebody mentioned, oh, waiting for the jam rage sell thread. Well, what's the, what's the bloody point? I can't sell any of my players because I can't sell them for two weeks because of this new stupid rule. Um, you know, again, I can't get rid of these players based on a rule that, you know, it seems to be just sort of a few awkward people enjoy, um, like maybe Bunsey and I know Bride doesn't do many transfers or someone like Storm or Worm who don't do transfers due to inactivity. Um, I don't see why two weeks needs to be two weeks at all, really. I don't know why it can't be um, back to what it was before. Even five days would have been an extension or two weeks um, that's fee free um, or you can pay a fee if you want to do it before. I just don't see why it had to be two weeks. I think it kills the most important bit of the site, which is transfer activity. You see when BFAs, transfer deadline day, etc., kick in, it's when the site's busiest. I just don't see, for me, it's a massive, um, a massive, you know, sort of shooting yourself in the foot situation for, for site activity and, and general fun, which is what it should be. Um, but that's, that's my opinion. And I'd be interested to hear what, uh, what the two boys think. So, um, Hilly, we'll start with you. What, what do you think on, on that on that particular ruling? So again, strongly agree with you. Initially, I thought, you know, what, what's, what's going to happen here? It's going to kill the market. However, looking at the market, there have been a few more posts than I imagined. I, I was imagining kind of a complete shutdown. No one putting any players up, um, apart from a few rage sales here and there from a few uh, people who... I don't know, throw toys out of the plan regularly on the site. I'll let you imagine who I'm talking about. It's, um, me, but... it's me at the minute, mate. The... <laughs> One of them's in here. Oh, I didn't want to say it, but now you brought it up. Slightly awkward. <laughs> um, but no, in all honesty, yeah, I, I initially thought it would have killed it completely, but there have been a fair few threads it seems to be very kind of you get a few days of zero and then all of a sudden one player sells and then everyone's like, all oh, right, whilst, I'm, whilst he's selling, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon as well. So I can understand your point, but I'm not sure I completely agree, being honest. Mm. Okay. Billy, what do you think as a, as a transfer admin? Yeah. Um, so obviously, deals going through as normal. Um, it just means that certain people can't buy a player on a Monday them on a Tuesday to his mate to buy him back three days later. That's why it was brought in. Um, who, who does that on the site? I don't think anyone yeah, does that I mean, on that, the that site, happened, do they? That happened, that happened oh, once last season. <laughs> for, for <laughs> I, 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 tell you, I tell you what, name, I, I, I would like to know the uh, the WhatsApp crew. I would like to know their thoughts, Rhino Payne. Um, 
on it all. I yeah, mean, and that's exactly why it sort of stopped it because it was just going back and forth between the two of them, not the two of them, sorry, the the chat. Um, but sorry, that's my connection again there. Um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, what I, I can say there before I lost my connection. Uh, um, was I do think 14 days is too long. Mm. It needs to be somewhere in the middle. Um, I think a game week would be fine. He's got to play, just, if you buy a player, he's got yeah. to play at least one set of league games with you before you can sell him. But the, the argument I would have on that is I actually don't even mind two weeks. I'm not begrudging the two weeks, but it's the fact you cannot sell him in two weeks. If, again, to use your example, I mean, first of all, I'm in the WhatsApp group. You know, people think that's probably common knowledge. I don't know. But that's, is, I, yeah. you know, I... I, I echo what their thoughts are and I can tell you what their thoughts are. They don't like it because I'm the same. I don't like it. Um, I think I'm all for stopping potential dodginess happening with what you're saying there. If someone, let's say, for example, us, us four in this situation right now, um, you know, you and Brilly are good mates. You've got a league game against Ash, uh, Andy, and you say to to Hilly, you know, oh, do me a favour, mate, just send me X, Y, Z over, and I'll transfer them back after this big game. Hundred percent. That's dodgy. That's unfair. Not a fan of that at all. But in this situation, where, for example, let's say I don't know, two people do a deal, and then they decide actually, do you know what? Bit of buyer's remorse. Bit of actually, I preferred my player, or oh, I actually prefer mine as well. Let's trade back. Yeah, they, they shouldn't be able to trade back without no recompense. They should have to pay a fee if it's within two weeks. But the fact is there's no choice to even do that at the moment. If there was a, right, okay, you can do it, but per player that's under the 15-day limit or 14-day limit, there's a five mil penalty to be paid. I think people wouldn't have as anywhere near as big a problem. But it's the fact that it's completely off limits at the moment, which is, is, is really frustrating. Um, it is my opinion, anyway. Again, and, and that's and this is what it is. It's opinions at the end of the day. I'm not on here, you know, um, spouting any sort of agenda. This is what I feel like, especially after having poor league game uh, results last night. Um, that's 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 my personal take on it, to be honest. So, Jan, if you you just said about the five million example there, who would have to pay it? Would both people have to pay five mil? Just just to go through your talking through your hypothetical example if it was if it was that thing of being able to trade play like uh, like i don't know again let's say um ash and me traded martinelli for fatty and then within three days did it again we would pay five million per player that is under that that limit so for me it would be the seller it would be the seller back for that player so in the sense that martinelli and fatty would both be going back we would both be having to pay five million it's whoever the seller is selling that player on again because the buyer has no there's nothing to do with the buyer they just want to buy a player the seller might be advantageous and think actually i've only just brought this player in but i can flip him and make a profit but that five million is going to come out my profit or actually there's a player now up for trade that i really want you know whatever the scenario might be I just think it's the fact there's no there's no wiggle room at all. Um, it's just gone, like you sort of said, from one extreme completely to the other. And it yeah. could have done with maybe going, instead of going 0 to 100, maybe 0 to 40 would, would have been better. Okay. Yeah, the reason there's um, no fee is because mm. last season, so many people were fucking up with the fees. Mm. Um, sorry about the language. It's just they were either forgetting to put it on there mm. um, or just selling it and just not yeah just not mentioning it at all um yeah. so that's why they got rid of the fee just to make it simpler mm. 
Yeah, I, again, I think there's just there's there's work that could be done. I think again, it's, it's, at the end of it, it's all imperfect, isn't it? There's nothing, there's nothing there saying that you know this is better than this and that's better than that. I just think that the current way is 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 too long. But again, like I said, my opinion. Feedback, Fred. Be interested to see feedback, yeah, Fred, in, at the in, end of the know, season. In, that's what it's for. Yeah, Use it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Right. Anyway, the rest back, of division. Yeah, one, um, back off that okay. tangent. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's have a little look at the rest of the division. So, Burger Boy currently in top, unbeaten. May I add, good start for him. Oh, Brian just, in second. Just, just compounds the loss, really, doesn't it? That <laughs> the fact that he's up there on number one. <laughs> Brian in second. Mifa and Disco third and fourth. For me, that's a bit of a surprise. Although mm. after, once I played Mifa, um, it wasn't so much of a surprise after then. Um, but yeah, me from Disco third and fourth, and then uh, Top Cat are in the sort of mid table. So it's Sean, Sean in the sort of bottom half. Sweaty Bananas, Sweaty Bananas, we'll talk about in a minute. Um, Buncey, and then obviously Self is in the playoff spot at the moment, and then Morris and Charlino at the bottom too. So um, obviously, um, Andy, I'm going to start at the bottom. Morris and Charlino. Um, Looking at the other players in that division, I mean, they haven't won a game yet. The only two players in that division not to win. Um, do you, do you see? Is it you know? Is it realistic to say that they're going to get any higher than sort of twelfth, thirteenth? The maybe Charlie Morris. No, so Morris is a Watford. He's too good for Div Two. <laughs> not good enough for the top league. He's going to bounce between two of them each season, up, down, up, down. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Sorry, I've got to pick you up on that. Watford. You could say yeah. Norwich or, no. I don't know, or Fulham, maybe. You can't say Watford. I mean, just because your Coventry beat us the other week, Dan. Jesus. <laughs> Watford. Have a, have a yeah. word. Up, down, up, down. Uh, with the new Fulham. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I, I do fully expect Morris to go straight down. Um, Charlinho, I've never played him. Um... But looking at how he's done, maybe he might get to second bottom. Maybe take Morris. Um, but I mean, I'd just say those two are goners. Yeah, I mean, just looking at those, I mean, obviously Charlinho is already on. You know, he's played ten, and he's already on mm-hmm. minus twenty-seven goal difference. Yeah, uh, he's in the wrong division, Ash. He's in the wrong division. You know. Him and him and Joby should have been in different divisions. But again, that's just hindsight. At the end of the day, yeah, it's nobody's it's nobody's fault. They they didn't play really enough head-to-heads to to figure it out. No, um, I mean, Jam, the, a name that I do want to talk about is Sweaty Bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's lot, only won three games this season um, out of ten played. Um, Obviously, and minus eleven goal difference, so another one in the negative. What what's happened? Do you think this season? Do you think it's the new FIFA? Do you think it's the the tactics? Um, I think it was when I beat him in the Super Cup. To be honest, at the start of the season, I think it just completely done him in. He yeah. just didn't fancy it after that. Um, after I stuck one on him. No, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's the tactics. It's the new FIFA. I think he was one of those players that, when I played against him last season on on the previous game, would just come at you and rip you to shreds um, with quick passing, quick moving, you know, fast players. And I think that's part one. I think of, of the problem. I think this is the new game and adapting to the new way of playing. Um, and part two, I think, is that he is doing. Almost like a sort of um, how, how do I put it? Almost like a sort of top tier version of what Raz is doing, in the sense Raz is collecting all the shite players that he likes, and Sweaty is collecting all the good players from the Prem that might not be very good in game. Um, 
So any look, you often see when he puts. A... I know he likes sticking for the ones with good potential. Yeah, yeah. He, whenever he puts a thread out, he's always oh any prem players send them my way. You know, it's like even if they're not very good, he just wants someone that's in the prem, mm. which is fair enough. Everyone has their their likes and dislikes, but for me, I think. Um, a little bit of maybe squad building there as well uh, could be the thing you know we saw at the start of the season he had massive upheaval because of the wages mm. um you know he'd budgeted for potentially no cut um and then all of a sudden he was sat there on something ridiculous like what was it 13 million wages or something like that um, his wages are still 14 million oh maybe more than that then yeah maybe it was 16 million or something it was a lot of money oh yeah no it was 16 because he was losing he was going to be losing 10 mil a game i think and he had about 10 mm-hmm. mil um, so yeah, it's just just crazy. So big big upheaval. So it could be one of those reasons. Um, but I think I think he'll still. I think it's a false position, as we all know that. I think yeah, I, I would agree with that. League. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Hilly uh, Berger, um, it's obviously top at the moment. He hasn't lost a game. He's five points clear of Brian in second, and he's got a seven plus goal difference. We know how Berger plays, you know, very, very good player, probably the best player on the site. Um, is it, even at this stage of the season, do you think it is difficult to look past him now um, for that I mean, division? Berger, you know, it was he's always top two or top three, isn't he? He's always fantastic. But his next game, I'm just looking at here, his fixtures, he's got yourself, Ash. So are you, you know, resigning to not having a successful week next week? Is that what you're preempting? Oh, right, well... Or? Um, he should be afraid. <laughs> he should go back and watch my stream. <laughs> I didn't even stream it. He should... <laughs> um, no, I mean, but to be fair, I, I normally do get a result against Berger in one of them. Three points. If I can get three points, I'll be happy. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I we'll agreed. He's he's he is really good, isn't he? I mean, as much as it pains anyone to say it, but yeah, he is doing really well. And he's got Disco Duke after that, so that'll be an interesting fixture. Um, see how we get on there. But again, I can't think at the moment, looking at the league table, you can't look much further than Berger. Really good start for the lad. Yeah, no, well done, Berger. Um, but hopefully not too much uh, good luck for next <laughs> week. Right, let's move on. Um, we're going to talk quickly about the F1. Um, obviously, F1 started again this uh, this week, a new season. Uh, myself and you, Jam, Division 1. Hilly and Andy Brill, Division 2. Hilly, you've, um, you've dropped down, haven't you, I think, from Division 1. La- you were Division 1 last year, weren't you, in the F2? Or yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, so, let, right, to be fair. let's talk... Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> let's talk Monday night. Um, you, you start yourselves in Division 2. How did it go? Uh, yeah, for me, uh, quite successfully. So um, ended up fifth, I think, in the end. Um, qualifying was really, really tight, actually. The top eight, if I remember rightly, was separated by um, a, a second. Um, and it was really, really close. Um, I'll let Brilly speak about himself in a minute because uh, I want to hear his events of what happened from him. Um, but uh, yeah, had a really good race for me. Uh, ended up behind Bertie and Bertie with his pointy elbows. I couldn't get past him and I had more penalties anyway. So even if I did, wouldn't have been able to get there. Um, incident, uh, second to last lap, might have even been last lap in Division 2 with uh, Jeff and uh, Rhino. It sounds from the audio without seeing the clip as though uh, Rhino was a little bit naughty. But um, yeah, again... Don't know what happened, but it sounded like it was a deliberate, if you believe someone in the parties, um, 
spin or whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, overall, a good start for, for myself. Brilly, do you want to take over? Not really. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I say much happier in Battle Down in Div 2. I hated F2 in Div, Div 1, but I was coming last every single race. Um, and unfortunately, it caused me a bit of a harry in that Div, so they're probably all happy to see the back of me. Um, but yeah, didn't go well for me. I qualified the slowest out of everyone who finished. Um, and then I messed up a few breaking points and went into the back of Wiz. Thankfully, no damage to him. Um, and again, I messed up breaking and went into the back of Satie. Again, thankfully, no damage to him. Um, and then I messed up and crashed out of like three laps, two laps ago. Um, but yeah, from everything I heard as well, Schumacher would have been proud of a rhino closing down Jeff and so putting him out of the race. <laughs> Mind you, the way it sounds like you going into the back of people, I don't think you're in a position to talk. Um... <laughs> no, thankfully, though, it was just like where well, I just messed up breaking at the corner. Um, I wasn't expecting them to break where they did because um, I broke slightly early. So I've then had to slam on my brakes to sort of Pass try and get around blame. that. Passing the ball. Oh, no, hands off. I went into the back, so I should have been more prepared. Um, but opposite taken, when I was. One of the times I then went off the track to avoid hitting Gaz, so because of that, so definitely not trying to hit people. <laughs> um, we had a dry race, unlike it sounds like you guys, though. Yeah, disappointing, really. Yes, yeah. I mean, Jam, fourth. I mean, you you finished in fourth, didn't you, on Monday, I think? Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, to be fair. Again, could have been better. Um, I think I started second or third I'm trying to remember actually now um I don't know if it's on your graphic there but um yeah I think it was um you know Bunsey managed to get get ahead of me um and I think Berger and obviously Morris who will come on to um were, uh, were were ahead as well it was it was good I think we had really good qualifying it's not a track that any of us have really done before um or consistently anyway it was the first time it had prop, popped up in a league event um so, yeah, no, I'm quite happy with fourth. I'm, I'm looking to be top three this year. I want to be top three consistently. The Alfa Romeo is not the best car, but looking at the fact that Ben's got a, a worse car and Bunty's got a worse car, I should be I should be there thereabouts. Um, the big surprise for us, obviously, in Div 1 Ash was uh, was Morris, wasn't it? Yeah, tanker. Yeah, that's, that's one word to call him. Um, I think <laughs> he's an absolute. Yeah, yeah, there is another word, but I don't want to get the podcast banned. <laughs> he, um, so, I mean, just for a bit of context, um, every F2 race, I think every F1 race he's ever been in, Ash, I think, from, mm. from my reckoning, um, he's been doing donuts at the back of the circuit because he can't keep the car on the track. <laughs> yep. He's been yep. um, he's been crashing. I think at one point he got, didn't get to the end of the first straight and put it in a wall. He just you know he he couldn't do anything. So rightly and rightly so, Joe gives him the the best car on the grid, gives him a Ferrari um, in Div One. Nobody's got the Mercedes or the Red Bull this year. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, he qualified first in, in qualifying and just was completely uncatchable, even in the wet weather, which you think would make him even more susceptible to uh, to spin it off. So, yeah, no, it was um, it was very interesting from Morris. He he maintains it's all innocent. I mean, we'll see on Monday night, um, you know, just how innocent he is. I think it's Monza on, on Monday. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how he gets on. Yes. Yes, uh, it should be good. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't believe him. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. Maybe you go back to uh, normality. Um, 
Right, we're going to move on, and we're going to move on to Division 2. Um, so, Sofa is currently top of the league, unbeaten, 8 wins from 8. Well done, Sofa. Good start for you so far. Riverman in second. Um, I mean, the amount of moaning the river goes on the site, I wouldn't have thought he was in second. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 7 wins, 1 loss. Um, Joe B, Jeff and Mark currently in the playoffs. Geordie Joe, Satie mid-table with Plunkett, Paul and Storm. Good to see Satie holding his own in this division, I think. Four wins and four losses. So, sort of, um, you know, three points apiece, isn't it? Um, out of eight games. Um, yourself, Hilly, in the playoff spot at the moment. Not a great start for you. And then Bryant and Diadex currently in the bottom two. So, Hilly, I'm going to start with you. Um, one one, drawn two, lost five. Minus nine goal difference. What What's gone wrong early on? Um, well, your goal difference pretty much points it out, really. Uh, going forwards, I'm, I'm doing okay, but defensively, I might as well just not have defenders. They just seem to go walkies. My midfielders can't make up my mind whether they want to be strikers or defenders. I just I can't get things right in a minute. I'm not going into custom tactics, but we won't go there because that's a whole other conversation. Um, yeah, just just can't figure it out. I thought going into the FIFA, I picked up the game, got on really well with uh, with team playing some lovely football and playing some players in all three divisions and doing quite well then the league starts and it's just gone to pop I don't know what's happened I'm just yeah not 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 having a good time at the minute the pre-season expectations for me would have probably been bottom half avoiding relegation again I know I said that last season um, and did manage to survive but I feel as though this division's got a lot stronger this year um, and yeah if I if I end up twelfth, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy with that. I'll take that now, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, some of the names in this division is a very strong division. I think we said this on the uh, the preview podcast um, that there's a few names and it really really could go either way. I mean, Jam, we're going to talk about Sofa and River. Um, Sofa's obviously had a really really good start. You know, I mean, I've just seen his goal difference as well, thirty three after eight games. Um, mm. I mean, he's got two players in the top five goal scorers, you know, Emmanuel Boateng and Justin Cliver with 14 and 12 goals retrospectively. Um, I mean, now, even though he's only three points clear of River, um, who I'll also, you know, get your thoughts on, um, he has got that 16 plus goal difference. He's not conceding many goals. It sort of makes him hard to look past him now for this division. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said on the last podcast, I think he will—he's the, the the best FIFA player in that division at the moment for me, hands down. Um, and in theory, will go on to romp home and and just smash the division to pieces. But he um, he's openly said to me he doesn't want to go up to Division One, so it puts him in a bit of a pickle. Whether or not I know he's got um, he's got family commitments as well, so whether or not this will be his last season and take a little break at the end of the season. Um, I don't know, but you know he's openly said to me he doesn't like the idea of going into Division One, so I don't know where that puts him. Um, but when I play him, compared to when I play any of the other guys in this division, he's the one who always gives me a game. Um, that being said, Bride smashed me the other night as well, <laughs> and and he's down you've in. Not, you've in, not had much FIFA this week, have you? You've not had much FIFA. But Sofa, Sofa is always good for a, a, a close game, and in my opinion. Um, 
the the top three in this division. Now, R- Riverman would be the epitome of that type of player, Andy, um, that is too good for Division 2. I'm not going to call it a Watford manager because that's just wrong. Um, but he's too good for Division 2, but not quite good enough for Division 1. He, he would, like you said, Ash, he would not say that himself. He would say he's definitely Division 2 standard, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think he knows he's he's got the capability to, to do well. Um the interesting point on Riverman, I know you asked me about Sofa, but just just quickly, um, is again you, you see the amount of goals conceded and goals scored. It is very much like a basketball game when he plays. He he will openly admit he'll just try and outscore the opponent. He won't care about conceding if it means he scores more. Um, he's you know he doesn't care about being defensively sound, um, which is good. Which is why again, I, whenever we play, we tend to have good games. Yeah, I mean that's it. Um... Andy, I'm going to come to you. The, the two the two areas that I sort of want to talk to you about is the bottom two at the moment, Brian Diodex, um, you know, both sort of players who um, on their day play really, really well. I mean, Diodex, we, we've talked many times on the podcast about the rise of Dio, um, you know, from, from the days of bottom half of uh, the bottom division to sort of pushing in this division. Um, and Brian's another one that on his day, I think, can play and beat anybody. Um, so I also want to get your thoughts on on those bottom two at the moment, and whether you sort of see them looking at the other players in this division propelling themselves up, and also your thoughts on Sati, um, you know, obviously who um, has come up from the sort of um, Division Three last couple of seasons, um, another player that again on his day really really holds his holds his um, you know game well, um, and whether you think sort of mid table he can cement those in that middle of the table part um so yeah uh we'll start with the relegation part first yeah perfect um so yes yeah, so i think um big b struggling because crosses don't really seem to work on this game and he loves a cross um so i think he's struggling with that and just trying to find a way to adapt his game now to compensate for the lack of crossing um i think if he can find a way around that he should be all right I could see him finishing in 11th, um, knocking Storm down um, into it. Um, Dio, I think this will be the one where he goes down. Um, he's managed yeah, to avoid I mean, it just, for two seasons. Mm, I was just looking at his goal difference. He's already on minus 29 yeah. goal difference. Yes. And with Dio, it's either he'll win five games in a row and love the game, or he'll lose two in a row and hate it and not want to play it. Um, other than like league games, um, especially now with the new COD coming out. Um, so yeah, I, I do think Dio's done and dusted. Um, yeah, but Brian might be able to turn it around. Yeah, I mean... Um, go on, go on. No, 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 no I was just going to start talking about Sadie then, but... You know, yeah, yeah, on so, first. yeah, so go on, Sadie. Um Yeah, so Sadie, I'm really happy with how he's doing, to be fair. Um Loves passing it around. Um, he proper tries to break you down bit by bit, um, section by section. Um, so really happy he's doing well there. And I do think he's going to finish six, seven, four, eight. Um, not me worried about relegation. Don't think he's going to be close enough to the fifth spot this season, but next season potentially. Yeah, it'd be an interesting one. Um Although I, I suppose the argument would be with Sati, similar to Sofa, in that if the opportunity went up, you know, came up to go to Division One, um, would Sati do it? I don't know. 
Um, I think he'd be happy to. He likes challenging himself when he's playing FIFA. Um, yeah, he's just happy to play the game. It's his favourite game. It's pretty much the only game I've ever seen him play, yeah. other than F1 on a Monday for the event money. Um, he's tried Warzone once, and like River, hate it within 10 seconds. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so... Full on, he would be happy going into Div One because he just loves playing the game. That's it. Two million, two million Scudo River. There's a Fall Guys event coming up in a couple of weeks. Make sure you get yourself on. Ooh, don't <laughs> be knocking Fall Guys at him. Can you yeah. imagine River Man on Fall Guys? Blimey. He's been on Fall Guys. Have you ever been in the Fall Guys party no. on an event? Really? Yeah, yeah. He's what been do on... I do? What button do I press? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you could just imagine. Yeah, he's, it's the two million Scudo, but he's been on a Fall Guys event in the past. I'm sure he has. Um, I bet he loves you playing it, to be fair, Hilly. Oh, I'm shocking, mate. So bad. That's it. Right. Um, before we go on to Division 3, and um, talking of goodness, um, obviously, Andy, we'll, we'll come to you shortly. We're going to hear from Bertie and the latest of what's been going on in the AG Clubhouse. So, Bertie, take it away, please. Thanks, guys, and welcome to the golf section of the podcast. The new version of the game, PGA 2K23, is out and a few of us have acquired it. It is proving to be a much more difficult game to play, especially at the master level at which most who have got the 23 version are trying to play at because they want to get their TGC Tour card. We've had a couple of events so far on the AG Tour warm-up events, which we use the same course, the same tees, the same pins for the two rounds on the 21 and the 23 versions. Paul Lowes has won both the events on the 21 versions, while on the 23 version, I myself won the first event and Wizfox was a convincing winner on the second event. Many are trying this week in the qualifying event for TG Tours to try and get their card. However, the standard is very, very high and it looks like only Wizfox and Bonzi are going to acquire cards this time around. The rest of us are all well behind the cut mark, which looks currently to be at minus eight. No matter which version of the game you have, go and join AG Tour if you're not in it already. We're going to be running the tour this season on both console games, 21 and 23. Once I figure out, after a few warm-up events, how the handicaps relate in each version. Until next time, thanks, guys. Uh, thank you very much for that, Bertie. Right, Division 3. Andy Brill is currently ninth out of 13 in this division. Um, only six points, but, you know, you obviously got Gaz, Harry, and Lost Boy, and Worm below you. Worm, who hasn't, lost, who hasn't won a game yet, is on minus 25 goal difference and has only played six games. So it's been a little bit of the whipping boy this season. Um, but I'm going to start with you, Andy. Obviously, it is a new season. It is a new FIFA. Um, and you're not bottom. Um, no, how, it's great. How are you? <laughs> how are you? Uh, how are you finding this season so far? And FIFA in general? Yeah, no. Quite like it to be fair. Um, FIFA's on the whole seems to be doing better, saving slightly more. Um, well, see, I say that I've let in 28 goals. Um, so not great. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, the gameplay itself seems a lot better for, my, for myself. My passes tend to go where I want them to most of the time. Um, my shots are on target. I've won one, drawn three. Happy. I've got guards below me, which I quite like. Um, and same with Harry. I fully expect Lost Boy to pick himself up. He's only played four games. Um, but yeah, no, it's been really, really enjoyable, actually. Yeah, I mean, it is early days and, you know, um, but I mean, just sort of, you know, some of your draws, 5-5 five, five with Harry, 3-3 three, three with Wizzy Fox, so quite high scoring games. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Hilly, Worm, let's talk about Worm, bottom of the league, six losses, twenty minus 25 goal difference. I mean, it didn't seem like that long ago that, you know, he was sort of pushing towards the top. Um do, do you think it's a case of yeah. new FIFA um, and maybe struggling to find his way a little bit? Yeah, it could well be. I mean, scoring only four goals in, in six matches, that, I mean, I mean, you spoke about previous players in previous divisions, you know, having kind of a basketball match, especially with recent updates. All right, he's, he's only played six games, so he's got more to come. But, um, yeah, that surprises me. Like you say, Emo of years, see, uh, seasons gone by, he's... He's normally been top half at least, so to see him there at the minute. But then you look at his uh, recent results, they've not been close. 4-0, 5-1, 5-1, 5-2 and 4-0, you know. It's just not comfortable at all. So uh, I don't know what's going on there. He's normally very active in the market. I don't know if there's been a personal change in circumstance or whatnot, but I don't remember seeing too many uh, threads of his up in, in um, on the site. So, um yeah, not too sure about that one, but like you say, he's normally normally a lot higher up than where he currently is. I mean, if he's below yeah. Brilly, Christ, it must be bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're just looking at Worm's results. 4-0 to Raz, 5-1 to Soggy Cabbages, um, you know, 5-1 against Red Rhino and 5-2 against Red Rhino. Ten goals in two sets of games. I mean, you know, we, we talked earlier about someone else that uh, has conceded ten at least in their games this week. Um, Jam, um, Rhino and Payne, <laughs> Rhino and Payne, who we talked about on the preview um, podcast as sort of two to watch, um, you know, this season. Rhino's having a good start, you know, 16, uh, 16 points. Top goal scorer, you know, Patson Dacker um, has had a good start for him. He um, has got two players on the red card list, so, you know... Up there in terms of uh, in challenges, soggy cabbages, top of the league. Six. Yeah, I, I think yeah. In terms of Rhino, first of all, I guess the the thing would be you know he's played uh, ten games, he's played more games than um, than Payne, obviously who sits behind him, only three points behind. Um, but Payne's yeah, got four, Payne, four games in hand, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, that's it. And and similar to Wince, Wince has got four games in hand and is three uh, six points behind. So I think. Um, the top seven are still still within a shout. Um, I think first of all, I would say that um, I personally did Andy Brill a disservice saying he's not bottom. He's ninth. He's thriving. Oh, absolutely. He's up there. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, but yeah, no. I think for me, um, we we sort of mentioned it. I think on the last podcast where we said that you know the guys that are towards the top of Division Three at the moment will stay there. We've kind of improved, right? I mean, Wins has dropped off a bit, just through no fault of his own, just I mean, through not playing the games yet. Yeah, I mean, you talked about the top seven. Um, you know, that, that, those, I think, will move around. But it, do you see anyone outside the top seven pushing in? Curly Worky, maybe? Um, 
it's, it's a tough one. I think he definitely could. He definitely could. Um, but it's who's going to drop out. Um, mm. Maybe Wizfox, and that's it. I think you know, Wince is in there, Payne's in there. If I was going to, if you asked me right now, I'd say that Curly probably would finish higher than Wizfox come the end of the season. Um, but for me, I think that you look at some of the the squads now in this division. Um, I think you know, Rhino, Payne, Tunners. These guys have got good teams, um, and that's that's obviously you know proving proving a good a good point for them. Um, I, one little thing on Soggy. I mean, I, I played him in the Eliminator um, th- this week, and it was funnily enough because I said to Rhino. Um, I don't know what everyone's problem with Soggy is because I've never had a problem with him when I've played him. You know, always been a decent game. Blah blah blah. Um, and I mean, this just completely compounded it. I was—I just didn't know what he was doing. He, he started the game. Obviously, he has a two-goal head start, and he's passing around his back four. He's taking time to do anything, almost like he's playing for time from minute one. Um, luckily, I managed to to sort of win. I think it was end up being five-four. I think with the um, handicap or something, or three-nil, which meant it was three-two, something like that. I know it was only by one goal. Um, but yeah, just just frustrating because I, I know he can definitely play better than he does. Um, and it's just annoying because even though he is top of the division, he could easily be division two if he if he just actually played properly and 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 didn't mess about. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes down to play styles, doesn't it? I guess, um, which sort of leads us into the uh, into the last part of the podcast. Um, before, which before we get to that though, Ash. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Just had a quick look at the fixture threads and. Uh... We are actually in danger of two people falling foul of that, the player in 12-day rule. Mm-hmm. Lost Boy and uh, Wince have got four more days. Otherwise, they are in trouble. <laughs> there you yes. go. Get them played, guys. Come on. Um, so, we're going to move to the final part of the podcast. And for today's episode, we're going to talk about a topic that came up in the forums last week. And that was around the discussion of pace tax. So whether we should tax players in the division based on their pace. So um, I'm going to start, um, I'm going to come to each of you individually just to find out your thoughts um, on the idea of it, of whether you do, you know, whether you would be in favour. I mean, I, I could probably guess half of the answers to this, but, um, you know, would you tax it? Would you put a percentage on X amount of your pace and acceleration? So, I don't know, say, you know, a, you know, 15, 10% on 88, 89 rated pace and acceleration players. And, um, I mean, one of the, going through the, for, the thread, uh, you know, there was some, um, discussion about whether it would kill the market. Um, so I just thought to get your thoughts, really. Um, Hilly, I'm going to start with you uh, first. Pace tax. Um, hard no for me. I think it's just... I can't believe I'm about to say these words, but I kind of find myself agreeing with Riverman. If you go down one route <laughs> of tax in pace, OK, you've got a six-foot-plus defender, you've got to have them... You've got a goalie who's got 80 plus. I don't know. Where do you draw the line? I understand pace is very, very overpowered in the game of FIFA. And uh, there was another person who did a lot of research and suggested that the top, I think it might have been Raz, um, but... the top eight, eight pacey players were in the league and the top finishing strikers weren't in the league. Mm. Um, and again, it's all it's all how people play. For me, I, I understand why people are upset about it. But for me, no, because... Where do you draw the line, if I'm being honest? Yeah, I mean, I would argue, I suppose, with 
you know, going back to the point that we said at the beginning about the slowness of the game and the gameplay and, um, you know, just how sluggish it feels. I don't think the really speedy players have that sort of impact at the moment um, that they would do on a previous, you know, at the end of the last FIFA um, or, or even maybe at the start of when this game released. Um, I, I just, I don't think they'd have the same impact now. Um, but, I mean, y- you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, where where do you draw the line? I mean, really, what what do you think? Um, what what's your stance? Yeah, so normally, white killy, not at all. Um, shouldn't be one because um, it would just probably kill the market. Um, and yeah, some people do like a speedy player, but they then have lower attributes typically elsewhere, so they do even themselves out. Um, if you are going to do that, you should then really um, have higher costs as well. The strikers with the higher finishing, the defenders with the higher strength, the midfielders with the higher stamina, keepers with the height and reaction time and stuff like that. It's just one attribute. And to be fair, tip, yes, I'm having a good season so far, but you give me the speediest players on the entire game with the best finishing and a better player, someone like Brian, I'm not going to say Berger, anyone but Berger, would still utterly destroy me with 65 rated <laughs> players. So the actual human's control ability plays a large part regardless of the player's rating and attributes. Yeah, I mean, Jam, what, where do you stand? Um, I mean, yeah, first of all, like Hilly said, before I even start going on about it, absolute no, hard no, move on, no problem. Um, digging deeper into it and looking at the the chat that happened, I think for me, one of the main champions for it, I think, was Bry, uh, if, if yeah. I remember rightly. Yeah, um, was very and I think at, at one point, I think I said, you know, he just completely contradicted his um, his argument, his own argument, because he said about t- uh, obviously taxing pacey players, and then said about you know everybody has pacey players, they're always most expensive in deals they're always the most expensive in BFAs. And I said to him, well, why is that? And he said, oh, because they're better. And I was like, well, there you go then. <laughs> like, they're more desirable. They're better players. FIFA generally... Ten- if you look at the, the top players in FIFA, people like, you know, even people like De Bruyne, you know, who in real life, you know, when's the last time you saw De Bruyne fucking do a, a Usain Bolt sprint up the wing? He doesn't. But he's still got good pace on FIFA because they want him to be a usable card. You know, they want it to be a usable thing. So FIFA does reward better players with good pace. Um, you know, taking into my own example, um, you know, th- th- just this week, um, I've put Ansu Fati up for sale. I had three WhatsApp messages, ironically. Mm. Um, I had mm-hmm. um, I had six PMs and I had a, an offer in the in the thread as well, all of which I'm still looking through. And I've had been offered some really, really good quality players. The guy's got 90 pace. Yeah, he's got, he's 79 rated. He's got 90 potential, but... The fact of the matter is, if he was 79 rated, 90 potential, and only had 75 sprint speed and 75 acceleration, I'd have got zero offers, I'd have thought. Or maybe a couple of offers from Raz, maybe. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm facetious. I do apologise, Raz. I love you, really. Um, so f- for me, I think you know it completely contradicts the argument these guys have about... Um, Again, Satie saying about, you know, play football in the right way. Well, I'm sorry, like one of the first exposures you have to football is when you're a kid. And I remember as a little fat kid at school, 
the best football player was the fastest football player. <laughs> you know, the person who would literally grab the ball and run the entire length of the pitch and you couldn't get near him. So for me, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's an absolute no-no. I think um, I understand where people are coming from um, in terms of the idea of a, of a pace tax, the idea of um, potentially certain players being deemed star players. And I think I, I sort of touched on this in, in the thread. Um, saying about, you know, instead of trying to tax certain players, why not just assign certain players as being a star player? You know, they come with a franchise, you're only allowed to trade them for another star player, etc., etc. Um, and, you know, that maybe puts a bit more onus or a bit more um, importance on certain players rather than just the fast ones. Um, but yeah, to, to say that, that you should just tax pacey players, like um, like Hilly said, it's just silly because it's where, where do you draw the line? Mm. Um it, it, it's just a non non starter for me. It's a good good conversation point, and it and it mm. at the end of the day it had like what five six pages of of thread. Yeah. So you know, do it again, guys. You know, it was it was a good little activity. Um, but yeah. for me, no, it's a, it's a non starter. Yeah, I mean, it's the same for me. Absolutely no chance because, you know, as as the other, as you all alluded to, where do you stop? Um, you know, you could tax so many different areas and then how do you tax it? You know, do, is it 15, 20% of, of what is a sale? Mm. Um, you know, what, what do you tax it on? I mean, the players that, you know, are the pacey ones do go for the, uh, the highest amounts of money. I mean, Appenda, Okafor, um, mm. who else is like 72 rated, 73 rated, but a extortionate pace i'm just trying to think you know some of these players i mean was it is it this fifa or last fifa i mean last fifa the appender went for like 65 70 odd million um, um he well, he went for 45 i think before um before deadline day last season yeah um you know so it, again which is it says what it says doesn't it you know pacey plays he's only 73 rated when it was at the time mm. um yeah he's got an upgrade now but again pacey players are effective players yes and and again but you but you look at someone like bry for example and 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 brilliant touched on it to start off with the podcast about the fact that crosses aren't working mm. you give bry someone like uh, andrea Bellotti, who's you know six foot two is can leap like a salmon yeah he's mm. not the fastest but he's going to use an exploit there to score goals <laughs> and that's just the fact of the matter it's a case of use what works for you mm. Yeah, completely agree. Because again, uh, my, for me, my fullbacks, I've had my fullbacks since day one of the, the current cycle, the reset. And one of them's got, I'm giving away my tactics here, but one of them's got 88 pace, one of them's got 92 pace. Can they defend? No, they can't for Toffee, but they can run. So they're covering the wingers. So go through the middle if you're playing against me. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've had them since the beginning and it's worked, well, it worked better earlier on in, in the previous FIFA. Um, but yeah, now now the ratings are getting higher. They're getting found out a bit more. Um, but again, like you say, it's all down to the suitor because for me, um, strength for a striker is massive. I'd, I'd rather have a striker who may be a little bit slower but can bully the centre-half, uh, centre-backs, whatever you want to call them. And for me, that's, that's, that's what I look for. The first stat that I would look for is is that and again i know i'm in the probably five percent because everyone else would go pace first it's just all down to the suitor completely like it all comes down i mean you know uh, there was a sort of brief discussion about stars of football and i I mean that's another discussion to be had um but you know i think you've just hit the nail on the head there for certain people different pe uh, different qualities are going to be what they look for you know a, a river man or a burger who look for pacey players 
Um, you know, River Man in particular, and he won't mind me saying that. Um, you know, it will pay a premium for those sort of rated players. Bright, who is crosser, who is a crosser, um, will look for a player that's tall and can head and can jump. Um, you know, Raz, who likes his lower rated players, will pay, for, <laughs> pay a premium maybe for a sort of a low rated, uh, you know, Austrian player or, um, you know, Belgian player. Um, it, it all comes down and to play stars. Five star skillers. Yeah. You know, yeah, there you go. That's Good it. Example. You know, five star skillers. I'm just trying to think that there, there, there's loads of examples, but, and, and where does the line, you know, where does the line stop? So no, uh, Good discussion, good discussion topic, but not something that um, should ever be implemented um, in the in the leagues. Right, we're gonna leave it there for today's episode. Um, you know, we've had some good talking points in uh, in that ep- in that one. Um, Hilly, I'm gonna start with you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. Great chat as always, boy- as always, boys. Thank you. Yeah, no, um, always a pleasure. Andy Brill. Thank you for having me. Always enjoyed it. Always a pleasure. Never at all. Yeah. And uh, Jam, as always, thank you. Yeah, not talking to you after this week. No? Oh, well. Anyone else wants to come and co-host? <laughs> um, get Joby back. Get Joby. <laughs> get Joby back. Um, which, well, actually, Joby, I played earlier tonight in the Eliminator. It's the only win so far. Out of that competition, I think I might be going out. Oh, well, actually, no. Does anyone go out in this round of the eliminator? I Just don't... the bottom player. Yes. Oh well, I might be out then. Oh well, I Which might be out then. Which is not me and my group look. for a change. Um, Woohoo! Yeah. No. As always, if you you know you're sitting there, you've not come on for a while, do let us know. We'd love to have you on. Um, we're always on the lookout for guests to appear. So, thank you very much for listening. Take it easy and enjoy the rest of your day. Goodbye. Thank you.